morning. Welcome to all of our guests and visitors. Our first hymn is found in the inside of this golden instrument.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Depart, O unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Ghost. Receive the sign of the Holy Cross, both upon thy forehead and upon thy heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O Almighty Eternal God, Father of our Lord and Jesus Christ, I pray to thee for this thy servant, Louisa, who prays for the gift of thy baptism and desires thine eternal grace through spiritual regeneration. Receive her, Lord, as thou hast said. Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So give now the good to her that asketh, and open the door to the one that knocketh, so that she obtains the eternal blessing of this heavenly bath, and receives the promised kingdom of thy grace, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O Almighty, eternal God, who according to thy righteous judgment didst condemn the unbelieving world through the flood, and in thy great mercy didst preserve believing Noah and his family, and who didst drown hard-hearted Pharaoh with all his hosts in the Red Sea, and didst lead your people Israel through the same on dry ground, thereby prefiguring this bath of thy baptism, and who through the baptism of thy dear Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, has consecrated and set apart the Jordan and all water as a salutary flood, and a rich and full washing away for sins. We pray, through thy same boundless mercy, that thou wouldst graciously behold Louisa, and bless her with true faith in her spirit, so that by means of this saving flood, all that has been born in her from Adam, and which she has added thereto, may be drowned in her and engulfed, and that she may be sundered from the number of the unbelieving, preserved dry and secure in the holy ark of Christendom, and serve thy name at all times, fervent in spirit and joyful in hope, so that with all believers she may be found worthy to attain eternal life according to thy promise. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. And they brought young children to him, that he could touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily, I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Christ. We pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, the Lord preserve thy coming in and thy going out, now and forevermore. Amen. Because this child cannot answer for herself, we shall all, together with sponsors and parents, speak on her behalf 
in the testimony of the forgiveness of sins and the birth of the life of faith, which God our Father bestows upon her in and through baptism. Do you renounce the devil? I do renounce him. And all his works? I do renounce him. And all his ways? I do renounce him. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Yes. yes, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son? Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Ghost? Yes, I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Do you desire to be a baptized and forgiven person? I do.
love in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgivest me the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. That I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. That I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, Announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And I heard the voice of a great multitude saying, Alleluia, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Thank you. 
O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
beginning at the 41st verse. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. Here ended the Gospel. We speak words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was taken man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and 
We rise for prayer. O Lord Jesus Christ, who in a child was seated in the temple in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions, so rule us, we beseech thee, by thy Holy Spirit, that following thine example, we may love the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth, diligently seeking the same, hearing thy word with gladness, and faithfully keeping it to the saving of our souls. O thou who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest, everyone God, world without end. Amen. Our sermon text is the 49th verse of Luke chapter 2. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my Father's business? Grace, mercy, and peace be to you, from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This last Monday, we celebrated the circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he was eight days old, Joseph and his mother took him to the temple to be circumcised according to the law of Moses. It's an extremely important event in the Gospels because it was by Christ's circumcision that Jesus submitted himself to the entire law to keep it on our behalf. St. Paul says this in his epistle to the Galatians. Again, I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. When Jesus was circumcised, he was submitting himself completely to the law of Moses. As an eight-day-old baby, the full and heavy weight of God's law was placed upon his shoulders. You also were born under the law. Because you were created by God, you owe him perfect fear, perfect love, and perfect trust. The Ten Commandments stood between you and eternal life. Breaking even one of those commandments meant eternal death. Eternal life required the keeping of them all. The Ten Commandments are a burden which neither you nor I can bear. We have not kept the first table of the law, that we should love God. And we have not kept the second table of the law, that we should love our neighbor. Even when we're trying our hardest, even with the best intentions, we still find ourselves breaking one commandment after another. The law crushes us beneath its heavy burden, and without the gospel, it leads only to despair and to death. Now children, at least they have some excuse. A baby can't control her impulses. When she wants something, there is no such thing as waiting. We adults, what excuse do we have? Supposedly, we've reached the height of maturity and self-control. And what we find? That we are no better at keeping the commandments than the little kids are. Sure, adults don't scream and hit people when they want something, usually. But we are still just as incapable of loving God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our mind. So it should astonish us all the more when we hear the account of Jesus at the temple. He was only 12 years old. 12-year-old boys are not exactly known for their self-control and strict obedience. Yet at the very point in life when we are the most rebellious, we see Jesus obediently going about his father's business. 
That's why the Holy Spirit makes sure to record this event for us, almost immediately after the account of his circumcision. St. Luke, he writes about the circumcision to show how Jesus submitted to the law on our behalf. St. Luke then includes the story of the boy Jesus at the temple to show us that Jesus did not wait 30 years to begin keeping that law. He was already keeping it at 12 years old. In Scripture, we don't have all these fanciful stories of childhood miracles, like bringing little clay birds to life or other such nonsense. We have something much more useful. We have proof that throughout the entire life of Jesus, he was perfectly fulfilling the will of God the Father for us. In particular, we marvel in this account of his keeping of the first four commandments. What is the first commandment? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Of our own power, we cannot even begin to keep this commandment. Our sinful nature does not fear God's wrath. It only loves itself. It trusts in its own strength or in the stuff of this world, never in God. And because it does not fear, love, and trust in God, it does not submit to his will. It rebels against him. It wants nothing to do with his commandments. The boy Jesus, however, completely submitted to the will of his father. Because he perfectly feared, loved, and trusted in God, he was not afraid to leave his parents and to begin the work for which his heavenly father had sent him. As he told his parents, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? What's Jesus talking about here? What is his father's business? The father's business is our salvation and everything that's connected to it. Jesus carried out his father's business by being baptized himself, by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, by preaching, by teaching, by suffering, by dying, and by rising again. In short, everything that we recited in the second article of the Nicene Creed, that is the Father's business. All of those works of Christ were done in perfect obedience to the first commandment. What is the second commandment? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What does this mean? We should fear and love God that we may not curse, swear, use witchcraft, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. As Dr. Luther explains in the large catechism, this second commandment especially applies to the use of God's name in preaching and in teaching. The ultimate sin against the second commandment is to teach false doctrine and claim that it is approved by God's word. False teachers use God's name and his authority to lie and to deceive. And we sin whenever we do not speak out against false doctrine. We should defend God's name against misuse, but more often we ignore it and we allow God's name to be dragged through the mud. The teachers who surrounded the boy Jesus at the temple, they were false teachers. They were either Pharisees, who taught salvation by works, or they were Sadducees, who denied the resurrection. They were the exact same men 
who would be involved in bitter theological conflict with Jesus not two decades later. They were the ones who would be plotting his death. Now, St. Luke doesn't tell us what sort of questions and answers that the boy Jesus gave these teachers, but we can safely assume that he was not allowing them to blaspheme the name of his father. Because he was only a child, he remained respectful of their authority, but it is certain that his questions and his answers exposed their false teachings as contrary to Scripture. In this way, he protected the name of his father against misuse, and he perfectly kept the second command. What is the third command? Thou shalt sanctify the holy day. What does this mean? We should fear and love God that we may not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. We certainly don't keep this command. We do not love preaching and his word as we should. We don't always gladly hear and learn it. Even now, some of you are wondering whether I hit the 15-minute mark and when I will be wrapping up. Contrast that to the boy Jesus. You have trouble making it through a service any longer than an hour. Jesus, a 12-year-old boy, accompanied his parents to the seven-day-long festival of the Feast of the Passover and Unleavened Bread. Imagine that a seven-day-long service. And that's not all. After that seven-day-long service was done, Jesus chose to stay an extra three days in the temple just so he could continue to hear and learn God's word. That is what it means to keep the third man. What is the fourth man? Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. What does this mean? We should fear and love God that we may not despise our parents and masters, nor provoke them to anger, but give them honor, serve and obey them, and hold them in love and esteem. We are willing to obey this commandment sometimes, when those in authority over us are wise and intelligent. But when our parents are being unreasonable, or when our employer is doing something foolish, or when our elected leaders are proving themselves to be incompetent, then the idea of holding them in love and esteem suddenly is out of the question. But here, what the boy Jesus did. His mother was being a bit foolish when she anxiously scolded the Son of God. Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Joseph and Mary, they should have remembered who he was. But for some reason, they didn't understand when he responded, Why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? And even though he was infinitely wiser than his own parents, what did Jesus do? He submitted to them in obedience to the fourth commandment. He, the Lord of heaven and earth, humbled himself and honored his father and his mother. Jesus did not have to submit to himself in obedience to God's law. He's true God. He's not bound to obey his own laws. But he chose to obey all of these commandments for our sake. Because unless someone kept the law for us and earned for us eternal life, we would have been doomed to hell. So he took his own law upon himself. And the righteousness that he earned, he then offers to us. Where? 
Where is it offered? Where does Jesus take away our sins? And where does he give us his righteousness? You just observed this taking place. Louisa is only ten days old, and she has already broken God's law. She has no righteousness, no innocence of her own. She was born with a simple nature, inherited from her parents, and therefore she was under the curse of the law. But when she was baptized, according to the institution of Christ, when water was applied in the name of the triune God was placed upon her, at that moment she was accounted righteous before God. Christ took all of her sins, and in return he gave her everything that he had earned by his perfect obedience to the Ten Commandments. All you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus share that exact same righteousness. You have not kept the first, second, third, or any of the commandments, but Christ has kept them for you. And the reward of eternal life, which he earned, he gives to you. Louisa is no longer under the law. She is joined to you under the grace of God, where salvation is given as a free gift, not as a reward for obedience. Both of you have received righteousness by faith through baptism. In baptism, you have also been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, who even now is starting to work in you true fear, love, and trust in God. He does cause you to begin to obey His law willingly and cheerfully. He renews your mind, and He conforms you to the example of Jesus Christ. The Ten Commandments, which were a terror to the old sinful man, are now a delight to the new man who has been created in us. Instead of obeying them under the threat of death, we now obey them having already received new life in Christ. May God continue to rule us by his Holy Spirit, so that we, like our Lord Jesus Christ, obey his commandments. May he cause us to submit to his good and gracious will, to defend his name against false teaching, to love the hearing of his word, and to obey those in authority over us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.
with all its pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word, whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened, charity increased in us toward all mankind, and thy kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into thy harvest, and sustain those whom thou hast sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant also help and prosperity to all that are in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this Commonwealth, and to all our judges and magistrates. And in do them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance of punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy names and for thy truth's sake, comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land and sea, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before thee. For thou hast purchased us to be thine own, that we may live unto thee. Gracious God, we praise thee for the great mercy which thou hast shown to Christina and to Louisa. We humbly beseech thee to keep them always in thy fatherly care. Hear, O Lord, the supplications of the mother, and compass her with thy favor as with a shield. Grant that the child may be brought up to love and fear thee, to thine honor and to the joy of all true believers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for the Evangelical Lutheran Diocese of North America, for Bishop Heiser, and especially for Pastor Ahlman, Deacon Henson, and the saints at Peace Lutheran Church in Ironwood, Michigan. We give thanks to God for the use of this house of worship and for his blessing upon Pastor Stanford and the members of Emmanuel Lutheran Church. We pray for Paula as she undergoes treatment for cancer, that God might grant her comfort and healing. We give thanks to God for the birth and the baptism of Louisa Ruth Henson. These and whatsoever other things thou hast had us ask of thee, O God, grant unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end, Amen. We pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becomes us diligently to examine ourselves, as St. Paul exhorts us. For this holy sacrament has been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us, and hath taken upon himself our nature, so that he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this, and be strengthened by our faith in a cheerful obedience to his holy will, he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body, and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread, and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ, and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification, and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him, and according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup.
Welcome to the Lord's table. May this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
and happy First Sunday in Epiphany. Thank you to all of our guests and visitors. It was an absolute joy to have you all here, um, especially for such a such a joyous occasion. Something that, as it was happening, you, you try to think about it and appreciate just exactly what's going on. But I couldn't think about it too much, <laughs> otherwise you choke up a little bit. So a very the most important time of her life and a joy for us to witness. Um, especially this time of the year, it's been kind of nice to have a baptism. Uh, we just had, in Christmas Eve, the Word made flesh, and I, I preached on this that why did Christ become flesh? Why did the Son of God become Son of Man? What else is that? The sons of men might become sons of God through baptism. And then we also had circumcision on Monday. And what was circumcision but a a prophecy of baptism that now we the physical flesh is not removed from our bodies but the sinful flesh is removed from us and we are given the, the righteousness of Christ after service we have cake and snacks back there so please join us um, I haven't heard a Bible study but looking at the time I don't think I'm going to get through hardly any of it so we might just save it for next week if that's okay um, we've been having a lot of midweek services. I think this week we do not have any, so we'll just have a service and Bible study next Sunday as well. Any other announcements that need to be made? God be with you this week.